an elevator, in line at the grocery store, on a street corner. We all have boundaries for how close we'd like a stranger to stand near us in these situations. So what is the etiquette of personal space? Leave it up to Brooke to find out. Everybody has their own comfort zone for personal space. Am I a little too close here? Let's talk about what the etiquette is for being in an elevator. What are some of the rules? Um, the general etiquette is to smile or just say hello and then no more conversation. DJ Bongo Boy. My name is MC Zirconium. Welcome to this week's Project Moonbase podcast entitled Personal Space. <laughs> yes. Don't come near my personal space! <laughs> we're going to teeter, teeter on the edge of your personal space. Watch it. We, we recommend placing, I do bite. placing your playback equipment perhaps just at the border, a boundary of your personal space for this show. Mm. Is that too threatened? No touching. No touching. And a, show, a, a title which has come about because of a, a fantastic, extraordinary uh, new compilation of that same title, which will be coming to you later on in the show. And, uh, and because it has a, a, a bit of a space disco kind of vibe, there's a hint of the space disco throughout this week's show, but not, not too much, not too heavy on the space disco front. We also have uh, quite a bit of uh, new music, new releases on this week's show, and uh, albums which have been very kindly sent to us by various people. Which is wow, because always... the, the P&P to the moon is appalling. <laughs> it's extraordinary. It? Yes, I feel very awkward about to reimburse people, but anyway, they've been very generous up till now. And amongst all the musical courts that we do have, MC Zirconium and his Unnecessary News. That's right. This week, can you see a pretty crescent moon in your country tonight? Tune in later to find out. <laughs> it's a shame we can't get live live responses throughout the show. People yeah. just tweeting in. Well, just shout out if you're listening. <laughs> yes. We can hear just you. Just imagine it is a live radio. <laughs> That's just right. Speak into the horn of your gramophone. We use, uh, we use radiograms of the future where they're two-way. Two-way yeah. radiograms. Wait a minute. We've got one coming through now. <laughs> Yes, I can see a crescent moon in my hometown. Thank you for asking. Well, that's amazing what they can do nowadays with the yes. with the modern uh, euphonium. <laughs> euphonium? <laughs> What's that? That's, that's a sort a, of an instrument. It's another two-way instrument, yes. That's it. We're going to start by playing another track from an album we featured on a recent edition of Project Moonbase, which is a new soul jazz compilation of TV soundtrack uh, theme tunes, a two CD set, and we're going to play a track by that uh, great uh, Shadows drummer and library music, session musician extraordinaire, Mr. Brian Bennett, with a tune of his called Canvas.
that was Giant Claw. Mm. Pretty epic, I thought that. Yes. And the Brain on Cream from the delightfully titled album Mutant Glamour, yes. <laughs> Do you think that's a recipe? Brain on Cream? Mm, I could try it. Mm. I could see what it tastes like. Cream of brain. There's a couple of cream references on the album, actually. I'm not, uh, <laughs> I'm not sure where Is it sponsored by the Milk Marketing Board, by any <laughs> Possibly, chance? Possibly, yes. Uh, this is the new album from our friend Keith Rankin, operating under the name of Giant Claw. And this new album you can get in a rather sumptuous uh, black vinyl edition uh, with a lovely sleeve, designed, I imagine, by the great Mr. Rankin himself. Or you can also get it as a download as well. And uh, the, we'll have details on our website. We'll tell you about that in a moment. Um, on his, on, he, this is coming out on his own label, Orange Milk Records, and he's very kindly sent us a copy of this, this album and the uh, pyjama, pyjama track that we played uh, the previous show so thank you very much for sending that he describes it on his website as a sprawling layered combination of improvisation and meticulous composition through editing <laughs> we are uh, has well, plenty of it sounded exactly like that <laughs> didn't it did it uh, has plenty of themes including mutation fashion sex trash culture our weird alien bodies and so on <laughs> there we are well, that's a good start it's <laughs> a good start so yes. it is a recipe it is a kind mm. of recipe yes uh, yes, very wonderful stuff. And uh, before that, we had, uh, as we heard at the top of the show, Mr. Brian Bennett, with a tune called Canvas. This is the uh, Project Moonbase podcast, a weekly show, which you can download. And uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can use Twitter, for example, twitter.com slash Project Moonbase. We always uh, send a tweet when the next edition of the show can be downloaded. But if you want to get in touch, you can use that method as well. In addition to that, though, if you want to find out more you can go to our website. Yes, head on over to projectmoonbase.com where you can find links to... Great. Head on over to projectmoonbase.com where you can find everything you need to know about the show, including a list of all the tracks we play and links to where you can find them on Amazon and iTunes. And if you do listen to uh, Project Moonbase via iTunes, uh, we'd really appreciate if you rate and review Project Moonbase if you get a chance. Thanks to everybody for listening and recommending us to your friends and thanks to everybody who's chipped in with a donation to help support the show. Project Moonbase is a listener-supported show, so if you're feeling inclined to purchase anything on Amazon, please go to our website, click on the Amazon Affiliate button, and make your purchase that way. It doesn't cost you anything, it's entirely anonymous, and it keeps us in orange milk. Mm, the best kind of milk. <laughs> the best kind of That's milk. how you know it's good if it's orange. <laughs> yes. Or if it's gone orange. Yes. I'm, I always, I'm slightly, whenever I go into a grocer's, a grocery shop, a <laughs> grocery emporium, mm-hmm. and they, they say, you there, grocer! You can still get those uh, cartons of orange juice that are in, in milk cartons, can't you? They look a bit weird. Well, we, when I was but, a um, kid, you know, you used to have those little pinty bottles, mm. like a, a milk, an actual milk bottle. <laughs> And you could get orange juice in a milk <laughs> in a milk bottle. Oh dear! Crazy. That's the olden days. That explains quite a lot. Of Mrs. Gunny. Mm. <laughs> maybe that's what he means when he says orange milk. It could be. It could be. Do you, I have to, have to maybe find out? You mentioned the cassette, didn't you? Yes. In sumptuous red. Oh, the yeah, but yes. Yeah, so we, we when we played the track, I have to admit, I have to fess up and say that we played uh, the digital version of that track when we played it on the show. But we do actually. <laughs> Mrs. Gunny was shaking Shameful. his head. <laughs> that's fine. We do actually have the physical tape now, and it's a really it's a beautiful album cover designed again by Keith Rankin. But it's the actual cassette is on. It's got a red cassette body. I do like it. I do like a cassette with a coloured body. Plush, plush. <laughs> now we're going to have a little treat for you. Following on from our uh, delightful uh, playing of a certain zoo carousel <laughs> the other week, carousel calliope, I should say. Uh, we, we've delightfully heard from one of our listeners who has solved a mystery we put forward in that show because at the time we didn't quite know any more about it really and uh, we, we were desperate to hear more from the, the Como Carousel and thanks to listener Yvette Edie 
we've been doing exactly that. <laughs> yeah, she told us about a, a, a website called Tape Finds, mm. which has not only the Moon River track that we played the other week, but also other tracks. Mm, about half a dozen tracks that, that you can download for free from this uh, ongoing project, which I think collects together sort of personal, you know, sort of home, rec- home recordings that people have made over the years well i think it's one it's just one guy yes oh sorry the whole the whole yeah the website is tape recordings but that that thing is just one guy that went to record that i think his dad went down to record the carousel shortly before it uh (laughs) ruined yeah ruined by restoration yeah (laughs) so thanks very much to to our listener yvette edie for telling us about this because it means we can now play you (laughs) another track on this collection and well i thought i'd choose one of the more toe tapping <laughs> toe tapping tunes this is the uh, como zoo carousel calliope playing 76 trombones of course 76 trombones by the como <laughs> zoo calliope carousel mm. in its uh and <laughs> all its glory yes it's putting it really really making an effort wasn't it you could feel the kind of <laughs> yeah. wheezing you could feel it shaking <laughs> practically yes it's, it's quite moving in a way it isn't is it? it is it's I quite find sad myself welling up <laughs> yeah 
Ah, dear. I love the notes. I love the sort of the kind of cow sounding notes that just get stuck, Mm. (laughs) just play throughout the mooing through the (laughs) entire 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 thing. thing. I would say better than the original. (laughs) Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, there is more. There's a few more tracks which we'll bring you uh, in future shows. Uh, This is the Project Moonbase podcast, a weekly show. You can download every Sunday evening, but you can download over 90 previous shows now. It's getting quite an archive building Mm. on there. Uh, But now, dear listener, it's time for us to get uncomfortably close to um, MC Zirconium and his unnecessary news. Babies might be cute, but that doesn't mean they're good people. (laughs) Researchers have found out that your baby is awful. (laughs) Researchers have found out that uh, babies lack any sort of moral code. A new study shows that uh, they just like things that bounce. (laughs) Babies were presented with two scenarios involving two toys each. In the first, a wooden toy attempted to climb a hill, and another helped it do so by bouncing. In the second, a wooden toy tried to climb a hill while another collided into it and knocked it down. Those are two scenarios. The infant could pick a toy, which toy it wanted. It generally chose the helper toy. Oh. The study took this to mean that babies didn't want a toy that was uh, a nasty sort of jerk of a character. They wanted a helpful toy. Babies like helpful toys. But there was a difference. The helpful toy bounced up and down, and the unhelpful toy didn't bounce up and down. So people from the University of Otango thought there was something off with this study. When they had a similar experiment where they had the helpful toy not bouncing and the unhelpful toy bouncing, the babies <laughs> still went went for the bouncing toy. So they don't care about whether the, the toy's a jerk or not. They just care whether it bounces. Good work, New Zealand. Yeah. So now we know babies are awful. <laughs> Do you think this explains the the popularity of of uh, trampolines? <laughs> it's, not, do, yeah. it's not a choice between good and evil. It's a choice <laughs> between bouncing and not bouncing. <laughs> yeah. That's what we've learned. <laughs> Science. <laughs> do aphids photosynthesize? This is a question. Yeah. Photosynthesis is the process by which light energy is captured from the sun and turned into chemical energy. As any school child knows, that's uh, what plants do every day, unless they're in Scotland. But scientists have discovered that an animal may actually be able to do this as well. The biology of aphids is bizarre. They can be born pregnant. Oh, like people in Glasgow. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Joking. (laughs) Ah, Come and get me. I'm on the moon. Come on. And males sometimes lack mouths. (laughs) <laughs> causing them to die not long after mating. Oh, that's tragic, isn't it? In, a, in addition to their list of anomalies, the work published this week indicates that they may also be able to capture sunlight and use the energy for metabolic purposes. Mm. So that's aphids, that would make aphids unique among animals. This makes aphids unique amongst animals because they have these pigments called carotenoids. Many creatures rely on these pigments for a variety of functions, such as maintaining a healthy immune system and making certain vitamins, but other animals must obtain them through their diet. Entomologist Alan Robichon of the Sophia Agrobiotech Institute <laughs> in Sophia Antipolis in France and his colleagues suggest that in aphids, these pigments can absorb energy from the sun and transfer it to the cellular machinery involved in energy production. Stupid aphids. <laughs> in other news, Finland triumphs in mobile phone throwing championships. <laughs> Eerie casual... La, 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 la says drinking the previous day helped him secure victory in his mobile phone throwing world championship with a record-breaking 332-foot throw. Wow. 
somewhere in Finland, beginning with S. Contestants <laughs> compete in three categories in the annual championship. The traditional over-the-shoulder style, <laughs> where the aim is to throw the phone as far as possible. The freestyle category, where contestants are judged on aesthetics and creativity. And the junior category for children under 12. Oh, so is that where you throw a child holding a mobile phone? <laughs> yeah. According to the organisers, mobile phone throwing is a light and modern Finnish sport that combines the philosophy of recycling and a fun spirit. Since the first competition of its kind was held in 2000, its popularity has grown with national championships now taking place in a number of countries. Hammer throwing athletes uh, Joan Matero from Finland won the women's category with a 139-foot throw. Era from Finland set a new record in the Finnish championships with 332 feet. Second place in men's championship went to Jeremy Gallup from South Africa with a 311 foot throw I hope you're making notes <laughs> Gallup won a national championship in England all phones were recycled after the competition they were sent to Africa so that African people could throw them <laughs> you have been used Vingo. Mm. Thank you, Mrs. Cunningham. Thank you, sir. For that first selection of news stories, there'll be more later on in the show. And uh, now it's time to play with one of the first of two tracks we're going to play on this week's show uh, from this new compilation we mentioned at the top of the show, Personal Space, uh, from which we take the title of this week's podcast. And as I say, it's an absolutely extraordinary uh, piece of work. It's uh, a new project by Rob Sevier, who runs uh, the Numero Group which is a, a website and label set up in 2003, dedicated to uh, re-releasing lost titles uh, that have completely dis- disappeared into obscurity. And uh, also along with a colleague of his, Dante Carfagna. That's a name to conjure, <laughs> isn't it? Who runs the Ohio Soul Recordings uh, website, which has a wonderful mission statement, if you can call it that on their website. This site was created in an effort to catalogue all of the R&B soul and funk recordings made on 45 RPM records in the state of Ohio after 1964. I like that. We approve. Yeah, that's exacting. (laughs) I hope there's a map or something accompanying that. (laughs) Where each record was found. (laughs) The full title of this uh, compilation is uh, Personal Space Electronic Soul 1974 to 1984. And it is amazing. I mean, it's basically, it kind of crosses over into the world of song poems to some extent, because what it's essentially made up of is lots of uh, musicians making their own soul music and self-releasing on vinyl their work. So they're quite, um, they're quite primitive and quite lo-fi in a lot of cases, and also lyrically quite, uh, quite interesting as well. Mm-hmm. Song poem So yeah, definitely evoking the. But uh, but if you imagine it all done in with a sort of soul spirit behind it, mm-hmm. it's, it just it's very very <laughs> strange and wonderful. And uh, we're going to play the track that first leapt out at me when I heard this uh, compilation. There's a brilliant booklet uh, with this album as well, which is a good reason to get it in uh, CD form. Uh, this is a band who are simply called Makers. It turns out that Makers is actually that uh, Moscow-born Russian king of disco. We have played on the show before Boris Midney. You Boris. might remember Boris. Boris Midney. <laughs> yes. One of his very early no. outings. And uh, interestingly enough, actually, there's quite a bit of Boris coming out on uh, CD now, so we'll have to try and get more of his uh, stuff on the show. But this is a very early, possibly one of the first examples of his work in the U.S., with a track called Don't Challenge Me. Oh, 
Please don't 
Well, that was Buddy Merrill with his track Flight Through the Stars. They're from Guitars Express, mm. rather strangely. Yes. It didn't seem to be terrifically guitar-heavy. Well, it's, but an it was... odd, it's an odd album, generally, because um, Buddy Merrill is of that ilk of uh, Les Paul. He started out, I think, in the, probably in the 50s, doing a sort of crazy multi-track guitar, high-speed, slow-speed guitar. And then he seems to have had a... It seems to... <laughs> He's still, I think he's still around, actually, Buddy Merrill. But in the 70s, he seemed to go off and have a, a spell in the disco because he released quite a few uh, on this album. I think it's a compilation album, this one. It's, uh, there's quite a few def- definitely disco-tinged tracks, again, which don't have a great deal of guitar on them. But it's, it is very odd. It's like an entirely separate kind of career he had in the 70s of just doing dis- disco stuff. But it's very... It's not the most objectionable end no, of disco. No, it's, no, no. Uh, it's just very, very smooth and lovely. In fact, you, in fact I, I would almost not have noticed that with disco... Yeah. Yes. You, uh, yes. There's more. There's other tracks which are, have a bit more of a disco vibe to them. Yeah, it's like scientific it. disco. It is. Yes. It's it's uh, disco for the uh, for for easygoing <laughs> dancing. I think. If it's just sitting down. <laughs> just sitting. Just go for sitting down. You don't have to get up and no. boogie. You can just sit. No. You can just nod gently, maybe. <laughs> or or just kind of, yeah, bob your head. <laughs> I don't know. Mm. Stroke a chin. Yeah. <laughs> and before that, the makers with "Don't Challenge Me." Mm. They're kind of. Sort of early kind of soul electro yes. pop, That's which kind sounds of, yeah. awful. It, <laughs> but but uh, now I've said it. But the actual track the was track really was great, yeah. rather good, wasn't and it? And that does sum up the whole album. It's this odd collision of uh, some great soul singing with some fairly primitive electronics in the background. Yeah, <laughs> and quite low fidelity recording as well. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's delightful. <laughs> I liked it. Um, now I'm going to play a, a new release. Uh, very kindly, Justin at Front and Follow, a Manchester record label, has sent us the new Sone Institute album. And again, for the listeners who have been st- sticking with us for a while, you might remember us playing some of their stuff on but back in the days when we were on the old radio. Um, this is essentially a project by Roman Bezdik, who's um, is a sort of one-man band, essentially, because he um, plays a lot of stuff himself, but also quite reliant on samples. But samples constructed in quite odd and slightly fractured ways. And on this album, he's doing more of that, but also adding some nice layers of electric guitar and acoustic instrumentation as well. So it's a, it's a really quite fabulous mix. And there's definitely an exotica touch to a lot of the tracks on this album, which is and always he, nice to hear. He does wear a cymbal on his head. <laughs> he does wear a cymbal on his head, that's right. <laughs> That's right, he's got Sorry. strings on his legs. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of stuff. Uh, so we're going to play one of those uh, rather mellow, lovely tracks. Um, it's called Back at Yesterday. Thank you. 
Mellow sounds there of the Soul Institute from their brand new album. It's uh, released on the 10th of September in as a CD and download. And as I say, that's on the Manchester label Front and Follow. Thanks very much for sending us that. We'd like to hear more. And if you want to send us your masterworks, mm. you can email us at show at projectmoonbase.com. We will give you the secret location where you <laughs> drop a suitcase with yes. uh, whatever it is you want that's to right. send to the show. Mm. Or we could just get some some cargo hot space on a on the way to the International Space Station. Mm-hmm. We've got to deal with them. Or we could lower down the uh, space elevator. Or the space hook. Space, <laughs> space hook, yes. <laughs> and now, dear listener, it is time to shake the hand of unnecessary news for just slightly too long. get criminal charges against you dropped well here's the unusual story of how one fugitive got the feds to <laughs> drop charges against him he's too guilty <laughs> yes the federal government has more than 400,000 pages of evidence on fugitive miami doctor armando agulo <laughs> taking up some two terabytes of digital space on the surface What's it sounds been up to I, it's amazing, isn't it? That is a lot. <laughs> On the surface, it sounds like a pretty solid case. <laughs> yes. But at the urging of prosecutors, charges were dropped against the doctor because the evidence is simply taking up too much space on government service. 
<laughs> this is a quote. Continued storage of these materials is difficult and expensive, wrote Stephen Rose, the US attorney for Northern Iowa, describing the ongoing evidence storage as an economic and political hardship for the Drug Enforcement Agency. The evidence against Agulo alone reportedly was taking up 5% of the DEA's entire global storage network. Incidentally, something they might be interested in, a two terabyte external hard drive can be purchased online for about £80. They certainly can. So they had two terabytes worth of information on this guy and they were just like, it's too big. It's too much. I know it, you are so guilty. You are guilty. You are. You, there's more evidence. There's like 100,000 <laughs> copies of War and Peace worth of, of your guilt. On this on this server, so he he was so, he was so guilty. He went through guilty and went round the other side. He's gone through. He's, he's twisted round the other side and gone into another non-guilty dimension. Passengers aboard Air France flight asked to chip in for fuel. An Air France flight from Paris to Beirut had to be diverted to Damascus due to civil unrest in Lebanon. Well, Damascus is not not a place I would choose to go. I know it's an interesting second choice, isn't it? <laughs> Hmm, frying pan, fire. <laughs> France uh, hasn't allowed its national carrier to fly to Syria since March after a falling out between the two <laughs> countries over mounting uh, civilian casualties and the uh, ongoing uprising against the Assad government. Needing to refuel the plane for the next leg of its flight, the Air France crew tried to buy what it needed with a corporate credit card but were refused. <laughs> It's, it's a really, they're really pulling the curtain. Do you from, take Amex? Yeah, it's like, I've got this card. I mean, how much would it cost to refuel a jet? Can you put it on my card? Show me enough on my card. It might go over your balance, your limit, I think. I think it's one of those top-up credit cards. Local airport officials left the crew little choice but to ask the passengers for assistance. As a precaution, and in anticipation, the crew asked how much money the passengers had in cash to pay to fill up with fuel. An airline spokesman told Reuters ultimately an alternative means of payment was arranged, but the spokeswoman would not elaborate as to what it was. Yes, how much does a back rub from a pilot go for these days? <laughs> the flight took off towards Cyprus uh, two hours after the arrival, and passengers spent the night in Larnaca before heading to Beirut. <laughs> a great destination. Well, it used to be pretty snazzy, didn't it? It used yeah. to be a, a fun holiday destination mm. back in the 60s. <laughs> I'm thinking of Lawrence of Arabia, Omar Sharif and Peter O'Toole, <laughs> who apparently spent some time gambling in Beirut because there's nothing else to do. And I think, I think Peter O'Toole gambled away his British passport. Good work. Bless him. eBay is to ban the sale of magic potions and spells. <laughs> If you're running low on wishes, you better stock up while you can. eBay will ban the sale of magic services as part of its new policy update. That means you can't buy blessings, you can't purchase prayers, and you can't spend your money on spells, at least not on eBay. eBay said it's trying to build trust in the marketplace. Psychic readings and healing sessions are among the categories being shut down. It's a, it's a full frontal attack on crystal botherers everywhere. And this is a, a direct attack on my livelihood. I mean, how am I supposed to sell moon curses now? <laughs> Spoils, boss. You've been used. Hawange. Thank you, Mrs. Canyon. Thank you, sir. For a fascinating selection of stories. There'll be more on next week's show. Hawange. <laughs> Monkey feathers. <laughs> Call back.
And uh, we do appreciate if you tell your friends and family and uh, co-workers about Project Moonbase. Uh, we need some more listeners. And just know that if you don't tell people about Project Moonbase, it is Satan who has kept you from doing so. <laughs> that's, that's what we'll be missing. You tomato-eating Satanist. <laughs> apple-eating Satanist, isn't it? An apple-eating Satanist as well. <laughs> that's true, yeah. An apple a day. Mm, keeps the Christians at bay. Now it's time for the second track from Personal Space, uh, this uh, absolutely extraordinary collection of electronic soul from 1974 to 1984. And uh, this is a track by a band, where, again, that some of the band titles, band names fit in rather nicely with us here at the Moon Base. This is a band called Deborah Washington and the Astros. <laughs> I love the combination <laughs> of the domestic the and the domestic. space age. Uh, Cincinnati Blues luminary Albert Washington took a young wife in the 1970s Hello. and incorporated her into his live act. <laughs> However, her work on bass spoke for itself and she managed to earn the right to cut a few sessions under her own name, from which two equally spare and elliptical singles <laughs> were released. And uh, this has one of the most bizarre titles. There's quite a few odd titles on the album, but this is one of the best. This is uh, Shortest Lady. <laughs>
And that was, of course, the uh, unmistakable sound of Deborah Washington and the Astros there with their track Shortest Lady. <laughs> Which, uh, as you said... Yes, the, the male... Well, I hesitate to use the word vocal. <laughs> but the, the male kind of... Uh, Vocalisations. Vocalisations did certainly evoke a certain uh, Bruce Hack, to me, anyway. An ed- educational quality. <laughs> yes, yes. Sinister educational Sinister quality. educational, yeah. <laughs> yeah, what was that... <laughs> what was that about? What was move to left, move to right. Yeah. Because well, the, the crazy thing is, you can barely hear what she's singing. It's so drenched in echo, but um, it's just brilliant. Space. Yeah. That's space. That's, that's, that's the sound of space. <laughs> it's good though. Extraordinary. And uh, the rest of the album is uh, at least as curious as that, and uh, well worth having. And as I said earlier, it's worth an example where it's worth getting the actual uh, physical release because there's a rather great booklet with. It's got a picture of the the actual label on each single as well, just so you can see the details. And uh, we've got, we've got uh, time for a couple more tracks. We're going to keep things in a vaguely spacey. Uh, not again, not quite disco, but um, this next track I discovered thanks to the wonderful world of This Is My Jam. Um, somebody, I think it was the Retroist, posted this as their jam, their current jam. I had never heard of it before. This is the Rebel Force Band doing a, a, a clearly a kind of Star Wars exploitation, <laughs> desperately trying not to step on too many copyrights and trademarks. <laughs> But um, in this particular case, uh, doing an extraordinary song uh, all about uh, how how much they believe in the great great work of Obi-Wan Kenobi. (laughs) (laughs) This is from the album Living in These Star Wars, (laughs) a track called The Ballad of Obi-Wan. Long before the wars, there was a man who walked among the stars. He knew the incredible power of the Force. He used it, he taught it, and died to preserve it for the good of all free worlds.
And that was the unmistakable <laughs> sound of the Rebel Force Band there with the Ballad of Obi-Wan <laughs> from uh, Living in These Star Wars, yes. the album. That was incredible. It was, wasn't it? The whole album is just <laughs> jaw slackening. <laughs> it had a bit of a... Had a bit of a Godiego, <laughs> you know that. You know the uh, the people that did the music to Monkey, Monkey Magic, you know, Monkey yeah. Magic. Yeah, had a little yes. bit of that kind of Asian kind of eighties kind of, <laughs> but with a little bit of Partridge Family stirred in there as well. Yes, some uh, nice, nice uh, harmony vocals. Yeah, light, very light. <laughs> hmm. But uh, the album cover, which you've just shown me, is <laughs> stupendous, isn't it? It is. It's, I thought when I looked at it initially, it was it was three muscular men in tank tops <laughs> and headbands with guitars. But no, they're dressed uh, as fighter pilots, aren't yes, they? X-wing fighter pilots. Yeah, standing on the Death Star, <laughs> brandishing guitars, and there's a Moog hanging about there, and there's an X-wing in the background flying past. <laughs> yeah, and they've got what looks like bouffant rocker kind of hair. I think we need to have that cover art on it, the on the show on the it, website. Yeah, it looks. <laughs> I, I just, I'm speechless because it's actually quite good, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it's, it's very like, good. Oh, this is these people are clearly professional musicians. <laughs> what are they doing? I don't know what they're doing, but they do had, they know what they're doing? They've had some of that blue booze that they drink. You know, <laughs> have some more blue booze. They've drunk a bit too much of that, and they're like, "I've got an idea. Let's do oh, a tribute album to Star Wars." Wow. Mm. Yeah. Very, very good. Oh, well, don't Thank worry, dear you. you'll be hearing more from this album. And that was via <laughs> This Is This, this is, is My jam. jam, yes. A great resource to find out uh, new music. If you uh, We have a, a presence on there. You can sign in with Twitter or Facebook. Uh, just to go to uh, thisismyjam.com uh, slash Project Moonbase to find us. But um, we'd love to see you there. We'd love to see what you're listening to as well. And uh, if we, as, as you've just learned, if we, like, uh, if we see a top tip, then we'll play it on the show. Now we have time for one last track, and um, it is, of course, uh, show favourite Caravan. We've been trying to get that into many recent shows as possible. This is, uh, in keeping with this week's slightly <laughs> eyebrow-raising show, it's, uh, it's an unusual all-vocal all version of Caravan by the, that famous vocal group, the Mills Brothers. Um, I have been DJ Bongo Boy. I hope you've enjoyed, or possibly not enjoyed, in us invading your personal space this week on the show, dear listener. And I have been MC Zirconium, and I hope you enjoyed your own personal space. <laughs> Keep your hands off mine. <laughs> Until next week, dear listener. No, no touching. touching.
at the ready. Hoist the main base, shiver your timbers. Next time on Project Moonbase, you ho ho, it's a pirate special.